welcome to another episode of Two Weird Didn't Watch, the show where we make fun of movies that we have not seen based on nothing but their weird descriptions. I'm Brantley. And I'm Albert. Brantley's got our movies for today. Brantley, what are we reading? First up, we have Kiba Kichi. Oh, okay. It's Japanese. Okay. Is it Japanese horror? Yes. Oh, no. I am buying this movie, so we have to do it on the podcast. I saw a I'm trailer. I'm also buying its sequel. <laughs> I saw a trailer for a Japanese horror movie that I kind of want to see, but I don't know how to search for it now because it's Japanese. I don't know what to do about that. Be vaguely descriptive. Well, so it was about ghosts that make you see reality different. It was like the Matrix, but if it was caused by goat, not goats, goats. ghosts <laughs> instead of computers. <laughs> Sorry, I was picturing like the Matrix, but instead of a machine uprising, it was a goat uprising. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's amazing. And then like they put us in cocoons to give them goat we milk. Bought the, we bought out the sun so they won't be able to eat grass. And so then they put us in things to like generate grass somehow. I don't know. Anyway, read. You're going to have to say the title again because I don't remember. Kibakichi. Kibakichi. It's from 2005. A man who can summon up his inner beast seeks to save others consigned to the same fate in this offbeat fusion of action and horror. Is that the whole thing? No. Oh, okay. So he can... Su- it says he can summon up his inner beast. Is this like a... um? What was the name of that movie that uh, M. Night Shyamalan directed? Split. Is it like that kind of beast? Or is he like turning into an animal? Kibakichi is a yokai, a strange shape-shifting creature who looks like a man but can transform himself into a beast at will and feeds on human flesh. What kind of watch does he have? So, real quick, he is a werewolf samurai, is what he is. Okay. And I am so excited to see this movie. <laughs> okay. Uh, I saw that poster and I was like, yes, yes, yes. So, I haven't seen the poster. Should I look it up? Is this something you, that we need to comment on? I mean, if you want to, it's just him as a werewolf and then I'm the, there's like a picture of him as a samurai. And he's just like a wolf man, not like a... He's not like Van Helsing werewolves with samurai swords. He's more like Larry Talbot with a, cam- with a katana. This guy does look pretty cool, yeah. yeah. I like his hat. Mm-hmm. And he has eyes on his cloak. I know. All right. He's a yokai. He doesn't have a watch. Yeah, he transforms into a werewolf to eat human flesh, but he's also a samurai. Somebody he's, acknowledge my yokai watch joke. I, you just did. When the leaders attempt to wipe out the yokai, whoever the leaders are, the survivors are forced to go underground, and Kibakichi wanders from town to town as a lone samurai. Who's also a wolf man. Technically, he'd be a ronin, but whatever. Kibakichi happens upon an outlaw town that hides a strange and deadly secret. A whole town of outlaws? Yeah. How would that work? It's like Tortuga from Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay, but like, who paves the streets? Who takes the garbage away? This is like before paves towns? The garbage was, I don't know, they probably just threw it at people. Who like uh, who, who there organizes wasn't a big plastic issue at this time? <laughs> what if they have kids who like you know pays for the school? There is no school. It's an outlaw town. You learn how to stab. They're people not going to end up as a town for very long if they don't like organize a little bit. Is what I'm saying. No laws, just right. Yeah. <laughs> it was the evil, uh, the dark secret. The evil boss Ozino can turn humans into insects and uses the bug people as slave labor. Why can't he just? enslave people because then they're bugs and i'm presuming like big bug monster mans because now it's a samurai werewolf fighting big boss bug monsters okay okay while the few surviving humans are kept as livestock to feed the humanoid insects and that's why what no <laughs> that doesn't make sense he could just have human slaves if he's willing to go the slavery route and i'm not saying i'm cool with that but like 
No. Why? Because it's awesome. Unaware of the secret. How could you not be? They're bug people. <laughs> Wait a minute. You mean Outlaw Town has bug people in it? I was not aware. Unaware of the secret, Kibakichi throws in his lot with Ozino and his Mammy clan. Mamoi clan. Oh, so he's cool with being an outlaw. He just doesn't like bug people. I mean, he's a wandering samurai where his people of shape-shifting animal monster people is being wiped out. So he's like, whatever. Humans suck. But when a renegade Mamoi takes control and exposes the ruse, Kibakichi allows his own monstrous ultra ego to come forward and fight. So he's like trying to be like a straight, like act like a human samurai. Then he finds out there's like slavery involved with these bug people and is like, nope, going for Wolfman just like rips into people. Which laws was he okay with them breaking, do you think? Like, they're outlaws. I, I, outlaws, like, it's not normally like, we speed and we get away with He's it. He's probably good with general banditry, but when it's, like, slavery and forcibly turning people into bug people and keeping humans as cattle, he's probably not 100% okay with that. Then again, he does eat people. It says that. Okay. I guess, yeah, his bar does need to be kind of low. Yeah. But I'm still excited for this movie. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's all we have for the first one. All right. What's next? Uh, next up, we have Kibakichi 2. Okay. <laughs> a wandering warrior in search of a worthy adversary gets more than he bargained for when he is forced to do battle against a powerful evil threatening to consume the land in director Daiji Hattori's horrific genre-bending swordplay fic. Flick. Oh, I, thought, I thought it was going to be a fic, like a fanfic. No. There <laughs> And then Tom Cruise and Chris Hemsworth kissed, but it was Tom Cruise from the olden days. So, Tom Cruise now, because he has not aged. That's fair. That is fair. Upon meeting the warrior Kibakichi, the ruthless Sakura Maru... Mm, Japan. Sakura Maru... Sakura Maru believes he has finally met his match. Wow, this guy's like... Runs into werewolf samurai and is like, all right... Yeah, the, no, he's like, I'm out, actually. I can't, uh, I can't beat this, huh? He turns into a wolf person. Well, this is Japan, so no, he's like, all right, someone who can take me. Let's do this. Sakuramaru isn't the only one looking to pick a fight with Kibakichi, though. And because uh, everybody hears Samurai Werewolf, they're like, yeah, let's do this. Bring it on. Finally, a, a death worth dying. <laughs> yes. And as Sakuramaru just really wants me to say that. Attempts to clash swords with a capable Ronin. Thank you for calling it Ronin. A beautiful samurai werewolf named Anju is seeking to settle a score with Kibakichi for destroying her village. So he's kind of like an anti-hero. If we didn't cover with the whole eating people thing before. Well, I mean, not only yeah, eating people and destroying an entire village. So Probably I guess by eating them. <laughs> he was really, really down with the banditry. He was abandoned for a while. Remember? He just doesn't like bugs that much. <laughs> They're gross and icky. It's like, oh, I was cool with killing them when they were humans, and now I can't eat them because, you know, cockroach guts. Ah! <laughs> I like this guy's motivation. He's so great. He's just a bad person who doesn't like bugs. But there's no bugs in Kibakichi, too, so he's no, no, like the bad guy now? people who want to fight him, and he's just like, all right, I guess I'm doing this now. I'm interested in this guy's story. I Is there any implication or... So, is he just born as a yokai? Um, it depends on how this movie interprets the term yokai, because traditionally yokai aren't werewolves. But they are... Anything that gets old enough can become a yokai, and it just basically gets a spirit. Like, your microphone could become a yokai. Okay. That's why in Japan, to this day, they have an entire festival about destroying old toys so they don't become demons and eat people. That's an interesting 
cultural artifact if you think about it because mm-hmm. like we revere stuff that's super old right mm-hmm. like oh wow antiques that's great yeah they're to the point where it's like it's it's alive at this point that statue totally living thing whether or not this is like deliberately believed in nowadays i don't know but it's a part of the culture kind of like how you know easter and stuff like that is do you think this is like uh valentine's day where it's sort of like really hyped up by hallmark where the guy <laughs> who's like making the rakes around the town was like Listen, that rake you've had for 70 years that belonged to your grandma, it's gonna, gonna turn into a ghost any day now. Come know, down to like, you can find so many old Dan's pictures rake of like, my favorite is umbrellas. Okay. Cause it's just an umbrella except now it has a big eye on the side of it and like a mouth and it just like hops around trying to eat people. Yokai are fun. I feel like we've actually had an episode at some point that where we covered the idea of the yokai. Oh, it was the, um, the stove. The killer stove. It was also a Japanese movie. Right, the brought it up. Yeah, which is also a specific artifact of Japan, where they're like, we have these little personal heaters you can carry around, and also maybe they come to life and eat you. Maybe they don't. <laughs> Who knows? Don't let it get old. Throw it away before it's too you know. <laughs> okay, take it from that way. That's like a really corporate-driven mythology. <laughs> Buy the new version, otherwise it'll eat you. <laughs> iPhone. <laughs> Starts like, oh man, we've gotten reports that some of the iPhone sixes have turned into ghosts. You guys the, uh, really Nokia need flip to do have added to the body count with 500 dead this week. <sighs> All right. What a powerful evil. Oops. What, what are we reading now? We're still on... Oh, we're Kib- on Kibikichi 3. Two. 2. Okay. Yeah. When a powerful evil sweeps the land under in the form of malevolent wizard Dogan-sama and his loyal army of brainwashed soldiers. However, Kibikichi, Sakuramaru, and Anju, who are in like a murder love triangle... <laughs> Yeah. With Kibikichi as the sinner. Do you think that the two, like, the two that aren't Kibikichi, I'm not going to try to remember their names because I don't know them. I mean, Anju is the easier of the two. Okay. Do you think that they're, like, fighting each other for the chance to fight him? I hope so. I hope this movie is ridiculous. He's just like, I'll fight whoever. And they're just like, no, it is mine. I need an honorable death. She's like, he literally destroyed my village. I'm fighting him. They just start fighting. He just, like, sits down and starts having sushi or something. I could see that. He's like, yeah. when you're done. Whatever, and then demon, like, evil wizard comes by, and he just goes and deals with it while they're just like, I have to kill him! We're in, like, a, a, a battle of epic mortal combat, and he's like, hold on, guys, this guy's making mind wash slaves. I'm not cool with eating mind wash stuff, either. It just tastes weird, like, you that's know? why I wasn't big with the bugs. Like, it's got, like, this aluminum tang to it. I don't, I can't describe it, but no. Like, have you eaten anybody? No, then you just don't know. I don't understand how this guy is a heroic figure, like, at all. He's an anti-hero. <laughs> But he's why, like, what he's is like Blade motiv- if Blade just also ate people. <laughs> what is his motivation for fighting this wizard? I mean, we've made fun of it, but like, really? Uh, well, they're forced to cast aside their differences for the time being and focus their forces on defeating a monstrous force of death and destruction. So maybe he's like trying to turn over a new leaf after the first movie where he realized that he was a villain. He like sat like, down and thought really hard about like, huh. I'm not all that different from you who enslaved a town because I did wipe out a few. I should probably try to work on myself as a person. And then she's like, nah, you killed people. And he's like, we could kill each other. It'd be great. <laughs> he sits down at the end of the day and he's like, you know, I don't feel great about the fact that I'm a mass murderer. I wonder if I could change that. It's not my, uh, it's not my highest point. You think there's like a... Uh, this is some, making light of some very real dark stuff, mm-hmm. but like, do you think that there could have ever been a point where like Stalin, right, is like, you know, I've killed two or three million of my people. I wonder if I could do better. 
Like, I wonder if I could kill fewer of my people through terrible policies. I think probably the first or second million he had that, but by, like, the third, he's like, nah, I don't care anymore. Let him die. Well, they were probably enemies of the state. In massive quotations. <laughs> but that is it for we have for Kibakichi. Oh, okay. There are only two movies so far. Are I'm you- buying these on Amazon, and I can't wait for them to get here. Is this the is that the end of this episode or that's the end of what I have if you want to tack on something? Oh no, well I don't have any hmm, okay, so let me see what I've got here. I don't have any Japanese movies in my repertoire yeah. today. Uh so Unfortunately, we're going... we already covered the one other Japanese werewolf movie I could find a while back. <laughs> so we're gonna talk about Ouija House. Ouija? Ouija Is that is that not how you say it? Ouija it's, it's Ouija. Ouija? Yeah. Ouija board. Nobody said people say Ouija board, don't they? They mispronounce it, like that one video where it's a guy just misreading how people have mis or reading how people have misspelled it. It's tough and to like, spell. I eight of them say. were like Luigi board, and it was great. <laughs> Luigi board, buying a Luigi board. Where can I get a Luigi board? Where can I get a Ouija board? <laughs> For those of you who are wondering, it's spelled O U I J A, and it was made up by Hasbro, so it's not a real word. Yep. Which means there is a correct spelling. Oh, no, I'm not saying there's not a correct <laughs> spelling. That was not my argument at all. I'm just saying there's no, like, etymology there. No, it's just... Hasbro was just like, let's find something that sounds, sounds vaguely spooky. Eastern. Yeah. And spooky. Anyway, this is a movie from 2018, which is the year uh, that we're in currently, mm-hmm. currently, as we record this. As a young Probably woman, when it comes out, too. Yes, but people might listen to this in the future. Nah. As a young woman, Catherine used a Ouija board at an off-limits family property. <laughs> uh, by the way, this person is played by Tara Reed, and I don't want to cast too much shade, but I think it's just a little stretch to refer to her as a young woman at this point. Wow. Because I think she's like 40. I'm going to have to look that up now. I mean, yeah, but this... Like this is it said years ago, right? What do you think they have archival footage of Tara Reed using a Ouija board? Ouija board? Or unless she doesn't die, they had a different actor play them when they're young. You know, no, like, a different actor plays the mo- like the modern person. Oh, she was born in 1975. Apparently, she's 42, and that's fine. I'm aware she was on Scrubs. Okay, I'm just saying, not a young woman. At the time of when I assume this movie was filming. Let's move on from ageism, though. Um, <laughs> she uses a Ouija board at a Ouija board. Ouija. I'm going to say it correctly, Brentley. Okay. At an off-limits family property where a tragedy once occurred. That's literally anywhere in America. Barely anywhere escaping with her life. Anywhere but... No, see, here's the thing, though. It was in Montana, oh. and the tragedy that occurred was the extinction of the T-Rex. Yeah. Yeah. So it's real rough, and there's a dinosaur that just eats... It's a ghost dinosaur that eats people. But they only occur in ghost Montana. <laughs> 30 ghost years man. later, Catherine, now played by D. Wallace... Wait, now I have to look up D. Wallace, because I'm very concerned about how old these people are. See, this is called Dawson cast- casting? I like how the first thing that came up was D. Wallace age? Okay, she is somewhat older than Tara Reid. She's 69. So let's... Uh, let's all right, so says young woman, so we'll say like early 20s the character should be. 30 years later, Catherine, now played by D. Wallace, is about to lose her home. Curse you, Ghost Rex! 
I think this is unrelated. No, she's haunted. Is <laughs> she still yeah. in the same family property no, where the it, tragedy it, occurred? See, she summoned the ghost Rex, and I was just following her, but only she can see it, and it's not super powerful because it's really old ghost. Right, it's slowly fading away, so it can like knock just, like things occasionally over. knocks things over, and that just sort of disrupts her life. Like not a lot, but to the point where after thirty years, people are a little bit wary to be around her. Yeah, and, and like does... any uh, like speakers, like occasionally we get like a little really quiet, ghostly. <laughs> <laughs> She's about to use lose her home, but not if her daughter Laurie has anything to say about it. Laurie's played by Car- Schro- Carly Schroeder. Yes, how old is she? This is apparently imperative information. She's 28. Which means she's playing a 12-year-old. <laughs> yes. In this movie. Keep that's correct. Uh, in an attempt to complete a book deal with her college thesis and get an advance <laughs> My to life save with the, the ghost house. Rex. <laughs> <laughs> what, what class would that be a thesis for, Brantley? What is she getting her doctorate with My Life with the Ghost Rex? Paranormal at? Investigations. Uh... Women's studies, women's studies, uh, mythology degree. Okay, um, that would be that would be myths. a novel twist on like mythology. If you're like, yep, I actually met Zeus one time. <laughs> I'm gonna write about it for my thesis. Kind of a dick. Not gonna <laughs> lie, made a few passes at me. Percy Jackson like has the has the in on that. He's like gonna go to college and be a doctor <laughs> of mythology. Like, how do you know all this stuff? Your interpretations are amazing. And he's like, yeah, I'm just real good at studying. Thanks, Dad. Uh, in an attempt Besides to... Besides, just kind of there. It's like, my son's great. <laughs> so, so she's going to complete a book deal and get, save the house with the advance. Mm-hmm. Lori invites her boyfriend, Nick, played by Mark Grossman. How old? I don't care. We don't have to look this up. No, we're looking it up. Oh, is this the bit we're committing to? At, at this point, after... First of all, we can't, like, not do it for the one guy. Right? That seems rude. You think it's Nick Nicholas Grossman, ice hockey defenseman? Because he's 33 years old, and he's from Naka, Sweden. Oh, it's Mark Grossman. Yeah, he's playing Nick. Oh, that's why I'm stupid. <laughs> he's 31. That's only three years older than her, so... Yeah, yeah, that's fine, at that age. He's playing a 14-year-old. Lori invites her boyfriend Nick and two friends up to the same house she never knew her mother had <laughs> escaped from. It was just like a wild coincidence here. You guys want to see something cool? Look at my ghost rex. Faster than you can say heebie-jeebies, bad things start happening, and the evil makes its appearance known. Insert sinister laugh here. (laughs) I picked this, Brantley, and I'm sad because... The descriptions that I was able to find, and I combed the internet for these, for Ouija House, somehow all failed to include, like, the central premise of the movie. Yeah, but this one had an insert sinister laugh. The central premise for Ouija House is that the house is a Ouija board. Oh, so there's, like, on the walls and stuff like that? Yeah. That's cool. It's kind of cool. Uh, yeah, and it explains the title. It doesn't, like, make any sense. It's like that uh, bit in Stranger Things when she has the lights on the walls. Okay. They did explain that, though, to a certain degree. I don't know how they're going to explain, like, why the house magically has writing on the walls all the time. Maybe the mom is crazy. 
Also, it's going to be really difficult to, like, move the planchette around. Like, oh, we have to walk into the dining room to get the E. Oh, now all the way back into the bathroom to get the Z. What are they spelling here? Have you seen the Ouija board movie? Uh, you mean Ouija and then... No, I saw Ouija or- Origin of Evil. I did not see the original. Yeah, the Ouija. Um, and that one, like, the planchette just, like, flies and stabs into the walls. Maybe he's, like, doing that, just, like, shooting around the house. So you're, like, ducking out of the way. Maybe. You think it's a giant planchette to go with, the, like, giant, like, the whole house? To, like, they, lug like, it in? They, like, like lug it down and, like, lock it down somewhere because it's dangerous and start throwing knives at letters. <laughs> made it worse! We made it worse! Well, that'll do it for us for this week on Two Weird Didn't Watch. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like this, tell a friend about us. And uh, we will see you guys next week with something else. We are coming up on episode 100. We still have not figured out what we're going to do. What are we going to do, Brantley? Mm. Well, <laughs> tune in on episode 100 and figure, find out what we figured out. If we do anything. If anything. Bye, guys. Bye guys. <laughs>